to two groups in this country, patriots and traitors. No middle ground. Disinformation is not simply lies or falsifications. It is the art of having your enemies say what you want them to say. Who would engage in espionage on Twitter? Who would be that stupid, not me? It's very important to educate people about these techniques. They have the Great Reset, we have the Great Awakening. Another type of active measure is the agent of influence. And why shouldn't I root for Russia, because, which I am? You know, it's very hard for journalists to accept that this has been going on. What do you get your opinions from, TV? Disinformation is actually a deliberately distorted or manipulated information that is uh, leaked into the communication system of the opponent with the expectation that it would be accepted as genuine information and uh, influence either the decision-making process, for example, or to influence or manipulate public opinion. I want to see these people go through misery because of their grooming against our children. Some questions remain unanswered. What is the effect of all these active measures? I did nothing wrong. Welcome to a premium episode of the Did Nothing Wrong podcast, where we cut through the noise and help you make sense of the chaotic information space around us. I'm Griff Somke. And I'm Jay McKenzie. On this premium episode of the Did Nothing Wrong podcast, we're joined by journalist Robert Silverman as we talk about Richard Hanania and his racist past and present, as well as Nick Fuentes' latest pathetic attempt to get back on Twitter and the bizarre hatred for the U.S. women's national soccer team by the right wing. Stick around. Nice to talk to you gentlemen tonight. How's everything going out there in, in Brooklyn, Robert? Going good. We're doing a little late night recording here. And uh -huh. As you all know, once the clock ticks after 10, it Ooh. gets a little blue. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell where Silverman is. I think he might be at a airport restroom. It's, it's not very, clear. Very dark. It's, it's very dark. There's some art on the wall, but it looks... You know, I think it looks generic. I can't even tell. We don't we don't really know what's going on. <laughs> it's a map of Italy. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, so you're in the first class bathroom, I see. <laughs> Look, like like Bane, I was born in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hey, you know, speaking of dark and people who just aren't into that, Richard Hanaya. Wow. Can we get can we get a group consensus here? How do we pronounce his name? Someone said it's like Melania, so it is Richard Hanania. Hanania? I heard Hanania. Okay. Yes. Richard Hanania, who at one point used to post on various alt-right sites. With his incredibly clever pen name. Mm-hmm. Richard Hosty. Host? Or hosty? Hosty? Mm. I don't know. Well, posty? Uh, okay. Rich Richard Hitler. <laughs> yeah, Richard Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Matthias from the Huffington Post had a bit of an expose on this guy earlier this week and managed to connect a few dots to this current iteration of his gig that a lot of tech billionaires yeah. seem to really like. This credentialed intellectual uh -huh. who has gets to write op-eds at the Washington Post and the New York Times and uh, whose work is glowingly read by all of your favorite Silicon Valley mouth breathers. <laughs> by the way, I had never read any of his Substack posts because I am a sicko. This has been already 
well-trod terrain that I'm a sicko, but I had never read any of his Substack posts or let alone his op-eds. He writes like a dim child. (laughs) It is both not particularly smart and not well executed. I mean, say what you will about Pedro Gonzalez. At least he got a couple of 50 cent words in there and was able to make one sentence flow into the next. Yeah, no, I get what you're talking about. I read a couple articles and I was looking at his topics and it's just, it's all very generic boilerplate. Essentially, he took some tweets and trending topics on Twitter and made it into a Substack post and he didn't really add anything, but you know what? He's on narrative and he has kind of some credentials. The Substack dinguses are definitely boosting him as a valuable thinker. That little bit of information came out right before old Richard Hostie's work was connected to his. Mm-hmm. They love him. All those people just absolutely love this guy. He's the, the new intellectual darling of that movement. The Nazi said. Well, I read his post about Bukele, and that's something that we've talked about on this podcast and and the crackdown that's that's happening in El Salvador. And yes, on paper, crime is going down. And so the right loves this fashion. Yeah, that's what happens when you install a police state. Uh Yes, when you you arrest people without trial, without any sort of rights, you just take them off the street and you throw them in jail. Yes, that that does reduce crime temporarily temporarily yes and and we have a whole episode on this and please go back and listen to it if you would like yeah one thing i know about that is that it generated one of the highest troll responses of almost anything we've ever done when we published that we got a whole lot of bukele fans that just kind of happened to come out of the woodwork about that and they were not happy they were not and some of them you couldn't tell are they maga are they bukele where was the line because he was going on tucker carlson back when Mm -hmm. that was a thing back when tucker had a show on tv all i will say is yes of course anania jumped onto this of oh fascism good no rights for for the common folk good we're gonna go round up all the criminals and Like, he added nothing else. He didn't add any context. He didn't talk about the EDNY indictment, where Bukele's government is essentially cooperating with and hiding, not extraditing the leaders of MS-13 because he made deals with them and money exchanged hands. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's slightly cleaned up to make look nice. And so Mark Andreessen and Peter Thiel can look at it and say, oh yeah, the the anti-white racism. Mm -hmm. That is real because this man went to Yale or whatever and he says it's real. So, okay, okay. (laughs) He went to UCLA. He did not go to Yale. He's not a he's not an Ivy League no uh, white nationalist, but he did he did get a graduate he did get a PhD he finished a dissertation. Congrats to him. One thing I'd also like to say is, oh my God, like uh, I'm stealing this line from David Roth of Defector, but Hanania really does look like a high school photo of the Mystery Man from Lost Highway. <laughs> he was voted most likely to be in your home right now. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> uh, Look, things you wish you could unsee for 500, Alex. I, I mean, if it, you know, talk about adrenochrome. That's a dude who looks like he feasts on the blood of children. <laughs> 
to sustain his life force. I think he could really, if you if you did it from the right angles and distance, he could be a stunt double for Blake Masters' creepy campaign ads when he inevitably mm-hmm. runs for political office again, because it's the same sort of creepy... What is why is his face looked this way? And is that a smile or is he threatening to kill me with his eyes? <laughs> Terrifying looking and cannot dress himself at all. I'm no Derek menswear guy, but but that I could do better <laughs> than that. <laughs> the, other oh. thing is, the other thing is like, you know, I read his apology blog mm-hmm. because I am a bit of a sicko. And. <laughs> Nothing has changed. That was the point no. of the article. The points he was made, but by the way, they were just filled with lies. The, the apology was mm-hmm. just filled with nonsense and, and falsehoods. And like what he was writing 11 years ago is that he's up for the forced sterilization of everyone with an IQ under 90, which, oh, I think that's all the brown people. <laughs> that's That was his political agenda when he was writing for Richard Spencer's publications, when he was writing for V-Dare, when he was writing for all your favorite Nazi online rags. Mm -hmm. That was his line. His maturation away from this racist line of thinking is, well, don't say the brown people part and don't really talk about eugenics. But as you know, Governor Ukulele is doing a great job, so we should follow his lead. (laughs) <laughs> and maybe uh, as he tweeted out just like a couple of months ago, probably we should do some mass arrests of all these people who happen to be black. And oh, when Daniel Penny gets arrested, he decides to call black people savages. It doesn't matter whether they're in a, in a subway or wearing a suit. Nothing has changed. Absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. Nope. People have stupid ideas in their 20s. I had plenty of them. For some reason, I didn't dabble in Bull Connor-esque, like, you know, <laughs> policies. I didn't go that direction. Who among us has never, yeah, no. But, no. <laughs> you know, so I didn't suddenly say Oswald Mosley, interesting takes. <laughs> <laughs> Julius Evola did nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know... There are ways that if someone has some terrible ideas when they're young, okay, you have to do some work and prove that you no longer believe that. Mm-hmm. He has done none of it. Not even. He is an unreconstructed bigot on Maine. And anyone who buys his lies like David Frum Ooh. or his, got his buddies at the Mercator Institute who are, who are funding him are either in on the grift or they're just the most useless marks in the world. And I, I have the two examples. I bet you could probably figure out which is which. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a real tough call some days, but you know, I think I may just have to go with option a on that one. Cause these are not stupid people and they're acting quite stupid when it comes to this guy. I mean, I dropped this in the chat, but he's really enjoying this. Oh, yeah, he really is. He is loving all of the people who are hating him. And he claimed in a post this evening that he's getting all these job offers. So, whoops, sorry if I can't respond to your DMs. I'll get back (laughs) to you soon. Okay, thanks. Bye. Jay, is he lying about that? No, he's not. Well, he he needs some work now because Bari Weiss (laughs) actually dropped him from her faux unaccredited anti-woke school uh-huh. she canceled him Barry a, Weiss a, canceled him 
What of the free exchange of ideas, Wari Bice? What of it? <laughs> there we go. Bowing to the woke mob again. Uh, With their free speech. Yeah, I, I think he's getting job offers. I don't know that it's that many, but are people reaching out? He's collecting a lot of paychecks. Mm-hmm. His, yeah, uh, his, little, his little shop, the Center for the Study of Partisanship and Ideology. And by the way, the next time you hear a, a similarly anodyne named think tank run for the hills because mm-hmm. they're all evil, he's getting cash from that. He's getting cash from being on the lecture circuit. He was certainly getting paid for whatever this, this gig at Stanford is, which I, I don't know if it's been officially killed as of yet. He's got a lot of sources of income. He's got a book he with does, Harper right? Collins that I'm sure he got a nice advance for. I don't think you have to worry about how old Tricky Dick H is paying the rent. <laughs> well, and he, this was a very, very good takedown. By- you have been listening to a sample of a premium episode of the Did Nothing Wrong podcast. For just five bucks a month, you'll get access to this episode, as well as a new one every week and our entire library of premium episodes. Head on over to didnothingwrongpod.com slash subscribe to sign up today. Thanks again for your support. We couldn't do it without you.